Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. I'm going to reintroduce you because you have been here before. We have Anonymous from the Unfiltered episode, Stop Lying to Yourself, back with us. That episode came out on November 4th of 2021. So feel free to go check that out and come back here or listen to this and go listen to that. But Anonymous, thank you for being back. I'm back. I'm a repeat offender. I'm so excited. I think you're the the first repeat unfiltered guest ever. No way. Actually, mm, ah, yeah, you are the first anonymous unfiltered, anonymous unfiltered. Oh, let's go. (laughs) Seeing other people history. For real. Okay. What brings you back? Okay. So let's talk about, um, I think what really brings me back is that I want to like help other people understand, you know, where I came from in this situation. And if they find themselves in a similar situation, um, just how to navigate it and how to like stay true to yourself. Um, and yeah, we can, we can jump right into it. Let's do it. Yeah. So take me back to, I guess, whatever the starting point is for you of the story. Sure. So, um, I would say the actual starting point is like pre COVID. So I met, this person, we can call him Edward for, you know, anonymous purposes. And I met him like a few weeks before COVID really hit. And we were talking all throughout COVID just like lightly. And then had like a pretty on and off, like I would see him casually here and there. And then I would say October, um, October, 2021, um, he told me he wanted something more serious and I, you know, gave it like two weeks and was like, you know what? I'm all in. Like I, you know, I have a lot of feelings for you and this feels right this time. So during, I would say like November to March, we were like full blown in a relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend spending a lot of time together. And but it didn't feel fulfilling to me. And it wasn't like I was looking at my friends around me and it it didn't, my relationship didn't feel the same. And I thought it was because um, of our age gap, like we have a nine year age gap. And I thought it was a little bit because of that, a little bit because like he's a doctor and he's very busy. Um, And then come, I would say January, he started studying for boards, which is like a grueling experience for anyone who knows, like it is the most time consuming thing. He literally had like three months off of work to just study. Um, And it'll drive you insane, like studying like that. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't know how the hell he did it. So there was little things here and there, like, um, I can remember the night of his birthday dinner in November, he like canceled three hours before and was like, I need to 
um, working my fellowship applications. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but sure. Like we do what you need to do. And then things would go back to normal, like normal boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Um, like talking all the time. He went home for Thanksgiving. That was totally fine. Um, it was pretty normal. And then I would say, um, January, he started acting weird and like got a little bit distant, but like was really, really blaming board studying. And like, part of me, like was very sympathetic towards that. And the other part of me was asking, you know, what's going on? What's the bottom line here? So there was one weekend, I think it was like midweek. He called me and was like, I'm going home this weekend. I'm going crazy with board studying. Um, I just need a minute to go home. And I kind of thought like, okay, we've been dating since we've been boyfriend and girlfriend since October. I haven't met his parents. Um, what's going on? Like, why didn't he ask me to come basically? Right. Right. It's like, he needs a break from studying, but not a break from you. But yeah, if he's not asking you to come, right. Then that brings well, up questions. Yeah. So that day, so he is, is home, is home for him, like a flight away, a few hour drive. Like, okay. Got yeah. It. So he leaves that like Friday. I didn't hear from him all Friday night. I was sitting at the dinner table with my best friend. And I think she, like, I was having, I was going nuts. I was like, why isn't he answering me? I was like, Julia, like, I don't think he's home. I was like, what's going on here? Like, this is sketchy. Something's going on. And she was like, I'm sure he's like just with his family sleeping, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe he fell asleep early. Like maybe he's just with his family on the couch, kind of settling in my brain. The next day, yes, we left on a Thursday night. The next day um, was Friday. And he texted me saying normal stuff like, hey, running to get coffee. Like I'll call you when I'm in the car called me like when he was in the coffee shop, like, Hey, what's up? Like in the coffee shop, et cetera. I'm like, okay. So like he was, you know, he was, he's home after all. Um, day goes by. That's fine. Calls me Saturday morning. Um, Hey, I'm out to breakfast with my parents. Like everything's cool. I'm like, okay. No. Why would he call you from breakfast? I know. Actually, I thought it was really sketchy because then I didn't hear from him that Friday night too. And I was like, something's going on. Like, why? Is so, you, okay. so you heard from coffee shop and then breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast that morning, but then never again that day. Like not a text. Were you, ever. yeah. What was going on in your mind? Like, were you trying to reassure yourself that things were okay? Or were you just in like detective mode? Both. Yeah. That's tough. And like, I was like, am I going crazy? Is this like on me? And then but he had been acting weird for like two weeks. So then that Saturday morning, he called me like, Hey, I'm at breakfast. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, because you feel yourself losing yourself. Like you're like, I'm sitting at dinner with my best friend. I should be having the best time. Why is this taking, why is this draining me? Like, why am I questioning someone who should be reassuring me and making me feel so secure so much? So I broke up with him that morning and I was like, I'm done. Oh, wow. Like, 
I, oh, the story continues. Oh, yeah, I mean, I figured, but I did not see that coming. Okay. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you can't not answer me for an entire day, an entire night. Getting is that like, was he not, was he like ignoring your texts and calls? Like straight up just not answering? Okay. So I was like, this is sketch. I was like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like the way I'm feeling right now. Whatever. And the nine year age difference, he's nine years older. Yes. <laughs> a nine year nine years younger than you as a doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressive. Making history again, but um just wanted to clarify. Okay. Baby genius. <laughs> well, I know how old you are, but not everyone else does. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So you broke um, up with him. So I broke up with him that morning. And then he sent me a text, like, really didn't like our phone call this morning. Like, it was really hard. Like, let's work it out when we get, when I get home. So that whole day, I, like, went out with my friends, like, in West Village, bopped around, was just, like, having fun, like, felt free of whatever was going on. Um, And then that Tuesday, he was home, and he came over, and he was, like, laying on my bed, like, we were both just, like, we love each other so much. Like, what the hell happened? He was, like, I really don't want to break up. Like, this is really hard. He was like, I just had like a literal like mental break. Like I was home. I'm dealing with board studying. This is just a lot. Like this is my career. This is everything. And he was like, I just wasn't on my phone a lot. So I was studying and with my family. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like maybe I was being too hard. Like I, I sat back and was like, maybe I was being too hard. Another month goes by. He goes home again for like two weeks. And I'm like, okay, have fun. I'm in Naples, Florida with my friends, like hanging out. Um, a few days after he got back, I was in a work call with one of my coworkers and he goes, wait, back up. So he, Edward called me on his flight home and he was like, I just had the craziest flight experience ever. I had a layover a surprise layover in Atlanta. I spent the night in the Atlanta airport. Like it was terrible. Um, all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. So he didn't like update you as that was going on. He just like told you the day after. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, um, and he's like, I'm, he was coming from the Orlando airport. My coworker gets on a call with me a few days later and he's like, Oh, I had the worst flight experience. I was coming from Miami and I had to like do a surprise layover in Atlanta and I had to sleep in the Atlanta airport. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, he was in Miami. So I'm going nuts. His ex-girlfriend lived like close to Miami. She like Instagrammed in Miami that weekend. I was like, so basically that your coworker said the same story, but like making it clear that like put the pieces together. He was not in Orlando. He was in Miami. Exactly. I'm like freaking out. I'm Holy like, shit. what the heck is going on? I spoke to him on the phone that entire weekend. He was like texting me as if he was home. Like I'm on the lake today. I'm like hanging out with my dog. Like I, it was bizarre. We talked on the phone again, like so weird. So then I'm like, I call him and I'm like, why were you in Miami? And he made up this whole thing about how like flights out of Orlando were getting canceled. So he did like a layover kind of thing in Miami and like flew to Miami. Cause like there's less of a chance of those flights getting canceled. And I'm like, BS, like send me your plane ticket. Like you want to talk, send me your plane ticket from Miami 
from Orlando to Miami and back again. Given like I work in consulting, like I work with decks and fonts every day. He butchered the plane ticket. Oh my God. And I go, this font's different. When were you in Miami? Oh my God. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I went to Miami for the weekend. My parents were going to Hawaii. I like, again, was freaking out. Like I just wanted a weekend to myself in a hotel room. And he, he wrote me this whole thing saying like, sometimes I forget that like, there's another person being considered and that like, I can't just get up and go do things because I want to and all this stuff. Like giving me this whole sob story about how he needed a weekend to himself in a hotel and just wanted to be alone. I'm like, okay. I'm like, we're done. So we break up for like a week, two weeks. And then he, we talk, we start talking again and he's like, I'm, he's like, I like want you for the rest of my life. I can't imagine my life without you. Blah, blah, blah. I regret going back with him so much at this point and like, am so embarrassed saying it, but I did. I went back with him. Why? Because I think he was really good at making me sob stories and making me feel like I should feel bad for him in every sense of the word. Like I should feel bad that He's going through boards. I should feel bad that he even needed a weekend away. I should feel bad that I broke up with him for it. Like he made me feel like he was the victim. Yeah. Like he victimized himself and and being like a bird's eye view from it at this point, I'm like, oh my God, he did that. And then in it, I was like, oh my God, like he is going through boards <laughs> because yeah. I just I saw him every day. He like lost so much weight. He was like going nuts. What did your friends say when you got back with him? They were like, Oh my God. <laughs> they wanted to kill me. Yeah. They wanted to kill me. My family, my sister was like, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Like, and I was like, I'm just going to give him another chance. Like it was, I think deep down, I thought that if I gave him another chance that he would never do something like that again, that he would learn his lesson. We want to believe that so badly. So badly. Like we want to see the good in people and we want to know that someone's not going to hurt us. And it's tough. I get it. Like I've definitely given people the benefit of the doubt to a fault many, many times. But the thing is, when you find stuff like that out, you definitely give up like a piece of yourself and the weight of a lie can transfer. So I think like once the person finds out and forgives and chooses to stay, the weight comes off of the person who lied because they're like, it's out in the open. I'm free. And you're like, wait a minute. Now it's on my shoulders and I have to decide if I can even look at you the same way. After doing something so intense, after doing something so like, how do people, I just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you also have the responsibility. Now. Can you trust yourself or is everything they say a lie? How do you like, there's, it's one thing to forgive, but can you actually move past it? Yeah, exactly. And so that whole thing transpired and then we were together. So come June, boards were over. And he finds out that he is going to 
Kentucky for fellowship for a year, like moving to Kentucky. So I'm in a position where I'm like, what does that mean? And he's like, I fully want you to come with me. Like I want to be together. Like, I want you there with me. I want you to move. So I'm like, oh, like that's a big decision. I kind of in my head was like, maybe I'll do a 50-50 split. Like I do work from home. So maybe I can go like half the time in New York, half the time there. And just like kind of juggling it in my head. Um, And then like we went through the summer. Summer was really good. Question, backing up, was this the only fellowship opportunity he went for? Or were there multiple? Did he consider doing any in New York where he'd be able to, you know, be here with you? He wanted like University of Florida or Miami, um, which I would have loved going to Miami. Yeah. Obviously. But um, but then it kind of Apparently so so would he have. (laughs) I know. Um, but then it kind of landed on Kentucky, which was like not ideal, but like, I was like, you know what? Like maybe I am all in. Yeah. Um, not maybe I was like, so head over heels for him that like, I don't even know. Obviously for Is he on your Instagram? I want to stalk. No. Okay. I Instagrammed with him, which shows you something. Um, but I'll send you pictures after. Thank you. Um, but so then summer was really good. And I think it was like August. I was in his apartment and I, there was like a, I like was cleaning up a table with a lot of papers on it and I found a dry cleaning slip and it was from, um, a hotel in my, in Puerto Rico, um, with a girl's, with a girl's name and last name on it. And I'm like, oh God. Holy shit. And I can put my detective hat on. So I did. Was he there while you were cleaning and found this? No, he went to work. Because so I was like, to, like oh, take your time, the- take a picture. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'll do the dishes. Like, I'll, you know, I'll clean up, I'll tidy. Trying to be nice, <laughs> I guess. And found this and I like flipped out. And, um, confronted him for it. And he was like, no, I wasn't there. And I confronted it in like a sly way. I was like, I'm thinking about going to Puerto Rico with some of my friends, like what hotels are good. And he said the one that was on the dry cleaning slip. And I was like, Oh, when were you there? And he goes, January, 2018. And I go, so you were there in January. Got it. (laughs) And then I go to this girl's Instagram and she was at a wedding there the weekend he was supposedly home. So with my inspector gadget hat, I like clicked on the bride, like whatever, um, was doing some like research, trying to figure out like, was he there? Cause I knew he wasn't going to tell me ended up going to like finding like the girls, like hair and makeup people, ended up finding the party planner through the hair and makeup people and found a picture of them in the crowd holding hands, mind you. Oh my God. I just got goosebumps. And then it's like a full frontal picture. Like there's two pictures, one of them holding hands from the back and one of like his face, just like smiling. 
Oh my god. my god. It's insane. Holy shit. Yeah. So then So yeah, I like went crazy. I confronted him and he kept saying no. And he came over to my apartment and I had the pictures at this point. And I and he was like, "You seem upset." okay and I was like yeah I'm fine I'm fine um one more thing like were you you really weren't in Puerto Rico this year like you promised he was like I swear I wasn't in Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and then I take out my phone I go then what's this and he was like fine I was in Puerto Rico I was like oh you were okay oh my god did he try and explain like defend himself yeah, he was like, she's so basically, this is where enter my new friend. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, I just knew he was a freaking liar at this point. Yeah. Like nothing he was going to say. Like he, he would go to the end of the earth with his lies. Like swearing doesn't mean anything, promising doesn't mean anything. So, we were like fighting back and forth for like a little bit. And then one day I just like Googled her number, Googled her name, found her number and just called her. Cause I was like, he had explained to me that they had known each other since they're 19 years old. She was his ex. She was his, she was his ex college roommates, ex girlfriend. And they dated for like years. And so I'm like, you know what? She needs to be in the know. God forbid he's like still trying things with her. Like, need to know. Did anyone, like, did any of your friends or anyone that you were talking to say don't contact her? Or was everyone like, yeah? Or did you not consult anyone? I asked one of my friends and she was like, don't do it. And then I just needed to do it. Because I, I felt like I was going nuts. Like, yeah. he was telling me, like, I promise we're just friends. We just went to this wedding together. And I'm like, well, were you in my were you in Miami with her? And he's like, no, I swear. And I'm like, I felt like, I just felt like I was going nuts. Like, I felt like yeah. I wasn't going to, and I'm not going to look through his phone. I'm not going to invade that. So I just called. Yeah. And... I started the phone call by saying, I was like, please don't hang up. (laughs) This is my anonymous name. And I'm Edward's girlfriend. I have been since October, 2021. Um, Can we talk? And she, she was like, oh my God. She was like, he had a girlfriend. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And... Mind you, like I went through some, um, some like family health stuff that was like pretty significant, pretty time consuming from, I would say September to January. And he was by my side through all of that. Like he was one at some points, the only person who knew because I had history with him. He was a doctor. He was like a good person to turn to with that stuff also because he knew how to respond. Yeah. Um, and she was in shock. She was really upset. She had no idea, like, I even existed. What was he to her? 
he was her friend. Like he was for years since they were 19. Yeah. They're now 34. Um, he was her ex-boyfriend's old roommate. Right. But in this case, like, were they hooking up? Like, were they like a situation ship? Would, what, what just like a plus one to weddings? Like, yeah, but it was, they weren't just friends. Exactly. So, um, his excuse for Puerto Rico was, you know, she's my friend. She invited me to a wedding, like, et cetera. Didn't want to upset you, but it was no big deal. And she basically was telling me like they had a, they had a little past of hooking up, um, like whenever she would come to New York, but she lived in Miami and, you know, they were talking and she invited him to a wedding. She didn't know where it was going. I don't think she said to me, like, she knows his tendencies and knew that he would never be her husband. I think she was kind of like lightly seeing where it was going, having fun and like enjoying his company because he's like an outgoing fun person. Um, And I basically said like, is there anything else like you want to tell me? And she told me that that wasn't the only time they saw each other. She was at his family's house for Thanksgiving last year. And then they went to Puerto Rico together. And then he visited her in March. And then he was, she went to New York for work. Um, I think in April or May and slept over one night. Jeez, and man. when I think I was in Aruba. when when she was there and I was just she said a few things like having known him for so long she was like this stuff really doesn't surprise me she was like I knew he was seeing other girls like she was like I didn't know he had a girlfriend like I would have never done that if I had known and I was like I trust you on that like I do because I could hear it I could hear it in her voice and like you you know Like, you know, when someone's genuinely upset in general and disappointed in someone else. Yeah. I think it's also like her being in a way, not surprised that he was capable of this. Yeah. And I think she also heard it in my voice that I was just, part of me was exhausted. Yeah. Like emotionally drained. And she was like, why, why aren't you mad? Like, aren't you mad? And I was like, I'm in so much silent pain right now that like, I can't even process this yet. Like I need time to process. Um, and you know, it's like him, her going there for Thanksgiving, like his brother knew his brother's fiance knew his parents knew that like he was fully jammy. And then like I was with them over the summer and, I was with his brother all the time. Do you think they knew, knew, or do you think they knew a version of the story that he told them? I think he said that I'm seeing my anonymous name um, and didn't say like the details that we were like boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, But yeah, she said that they were together Thanksgiving together in Puerto Rico. She visited and it was just all this stuff. And, 
we spoke a lot. Like we had multiple phone calls um, and we were texting a lot and it was just, I think we leaned on each other. Yeah. Um, and at first she said to me something like, she was like, I can hear it in your voice that like you would be like the perfect person for him. Like he needs someone this kind, this sweet. And, you know, after I found out everything, my friends organized an intervention, which was like the most heartbreaking thing ever. Like my friends, my one friend called me and was like, do you want to come over for sushi tonight? And I was like, sure. And then I walked in and it was like three of my best friends from college and my best friend from home. And I just started like sobbing. And I think there's the reason for that was like, when I was with them, I wasn't really myself because I was worried all the time. And I think like I was waiting for it to happen again. And like when you, like they all came with like these like little prepared speeches and like, it's different when it comes from your friends and they're saying like, you're not you. And like when they see how tired you are and that like you gave up so much of yourself for someone else, it's literally loving someone before yourself. And it's painful to look back and see like, yes, it's repairable damage, but it's, it's hard to look back and see the damage. Like dinners where I was just worrying or on my phone or like times where I like wouldn't hang out with them because he was so, he would do this thing where like, I couldn't really go out later than a certain time on a weeknight because like he wanted to have sleepovers and he had to go to work early in the morning. And it was very, he was a little manipulative in that way, you know, like he didn't want me out. So he, and I said, like, I can just go home. Like I want to stay out with my friends, but I would be on the phone with him outside the bar and they would see that, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think it's really hard because there's definitely a difference between being like anxious and being and having a gut feeling. And I think that, yes, they're hard to like decipher, but I had, I definitely had like anxiety during the relationship that he was doing something. And it's hard to know that I was right. But the bottom line of it is that you have to look at someone's character. Like my sister just got married in September. And if someone told me that he cheated, I would tell them to go after themselves. Like he is like the nicest, most reliable human. He has never changed pace on her. He has never made her feel anything less than great. Yeah. And I think that. I always knew that something was going on, but I didn't want to believe it. And I was really hard on myself for a long time for not believing it. But I also think that when someone's telling you like, that's not happening and everything's okay. And I love you so much. And I want to to believe it so badly. Like when it's the person you want to be with and you want things to work out with, and you've already envisioned a future with them. Like, all you want is for them to say these things. And it's so hard to say, I don't believe you. Yeah. And you lose your, you do lose yourself in the mix. Completely. I was watching, 
I was watching an episode of Sex and the City yesterday, actually, and it was when she goes to Atlantic City with Richard. And before that, she, like, dresses up in these in this whole disguise. She puts on a wig and a jacket, and she follows him, and she catches him, like, with another girl. And some time goes by, and she gets back together with him, and then she's in Atlantic City. And she's running all over the place trying to catch him again. And then she walks in the room, like, from sprinting up the stairs because the elevators weren't fast enough and she thought he would miss him. And she goes, I can't do this anymore. She goes, I love you, but I love me more. And I think that that's the message at the end of the day. Like, if someone is making you crazy and making – kind of turning your personality and what you believe and what you think you're seeing and knowing – you have to put yourself first. Yeah. And I think that until we do that truly, like we're not going to be able to really like date well, if that makes sense. I think it's so hard. And and I, I totally hear you and hear what you're saying and completely agree. But as someone who has also been through something like this, I know in a way, how you felt. And I know that I wasn't strong enough to love myself more and to put myself first. And I think that's the problem. You know, once we start going down this road of just like you said, like choosing this other person, prioritizing them and loving them first, it's so difficult to say this isn't okay, or I deserve more because you've already made all these sacrifices and you're already like, you've already compromised what you're willing to be okay with. And it's so incredibly hard to walk away from that where in a way, I think I have to ask, like, did you feel any relief on that first phone call of like, this is it, I am done and I can like be free or was it still like, Oh my God, like how do I move forward? I felt like I felt relief in that I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Because he made me feel like I was going crazy. Yeah. And I think that that's the version of myself that my friend saw. Um, and you know, my fit like my mom and my sister were really hard on me with everything. Um, and I was, I was in Hudson with my friends um, two weekends ago and um, I got down about it for like a minute. We were drinking wine and like talking about stuff. And um, I was saying like my mom, and my sister, they were like really hard on me. And my friend looks at me and she says they were terrified. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? She was like, they were terrified just like the rest of us. Like we were losing you. They were like, you have this personality that's like so big and you were being silenced. Like you were carrying such a weight on your shoulders and we all saw it even after you knew everything. And his response to all of it was like, oh my, (laughs) he just didn't like listen, you know, like I was, I just wanted him to hear me. And he was like, you know, it's like watching the ring over and over again. And I'm like, 
watching the ring. I'm like, you need to, you need to watch the ring to watch the ring, like to know that you never want to watch it again. Or like you need, he just couldn't fathom like having these conversations. And I think it's an interesting, like his career path with it. I remember he called me, he was calling me after I broke up with him. And one day he was like, hi, he's like, you know, I saved a lot of people today. Like at least, at least I'm doing something good every day. And I was like, that doesn't make you a good person. That doesn't undo the bad things that you've done. No. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. And he kept saying like, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. And I'm like, are you scared of yourself? Like, I said to him, I'm like, he wanted you to, he wanted you to validate that. Yeah. I'm like, you're your own worst enemy. Like I can't. And it was funny because the girl was agreeing with me on so many, so much of what I was saying. I was like, I was feeling crazy. Like I, like I knew something was going on, but I didn't know because he was like comforting me that nothing was going on. And she was like, no, I felt the same way a lot of times. Um, she was like, I've known him for a long time. And I literally, we like, we're talking a lot. And I said to her at one point, I was like, you need to watch the other woman. I was like, I'm Leslie Mann and you're Cameron Diaz. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. I watched but that somehow like, for the first time, like a month ago. That is one of the so best good. movies ever. I agree. It's so good. But that's how I felt in that moment. I was like, okay, we can either band together. I was so nervous that she was going to be like mean to me or something when I called. And she was like, truly so sweet. And like, she was like, I know how he can be. She was like, I know. And I was like, this is so weird, but like, okay. Yeah. Um, and just his, yeah. Going back to his response on the whole thing. It was like, he didn't listen. He didn't want to hear everything he did wrong. Um, And I don't even know if he was like disappointed in himself. I think he, I think part of him felt like, you know, he was figuring it out. He was figuring out who he wanted to be with. And like, that was okay. Meanwhile, he was studying for boards all the time. He never came out. And I was going out with my friends all the time, going to bars, like ignoring boys when I kind Mm. of wasted my time. Yeah. Um, but I truly think that I learned a lot from this entire experience and yes, part of it is trusting yourself, but it's also making the right decisions in terms of dating someone because of their character, because of their morals. And if a guy tells you that he's cheated on every girl before you, maybe don't date him. <laughs> he told you that? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And Ouch. Yeah. And he was like, well, now I'm older. And I'm like, okay, but not wiser. So, yeah. Yeah. People, people really need to put in time and effort and energy into changing. It doesn't just happen with time. No. And, you know, I was terrified that he was cheating on me because I didn't want to be in a position of like, God, like, if we did get married, I didn't want to like think of getting a divorce, you know, like I was, and I knew that that was in him a little bit because I did know that he was kind of like, he was like a, like 
young 30s, like running around West Village doing his thing. I met him at Due West for crying out loud. (laughs) And it's like, you know, you know someone's tendencies, but you choose to believe the person that they're showing you. Yeah. I just think that, you know, I haven't, I'm not all the way out of this. I'm still processing a lot of it. I'm still dealing with it. And I, my main priority right now is like, I don't want to pass. I don't want to give this to someone else. Like, I don't want to date someone. And I don't think dating is going to help right now. Basically. Yeah. I think like I, my brother was like, do not date until 2023. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fine with me because like I get myself back and I haven't like I'm, I miss him as a person, but I don't miss feeling like the, feeling on edge. Yeah. There was one instance where this was after my sister's wedding and I was in his apartment and he was like going out with his best friend all weekend. He was visiting and I was going to work that like Tuesday morning from his apartment and I wanted to walk for a little bit. So I went to grab his sunglasses and in the sunglass case, there was a napkin with a girl's name on it. And I was like, Oh God, I was like, what do we have here? And you know, I'm not shy with reaching out. So I plugged that number in my phone and I texted and I said, have you like, has Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Dr. Edward. Dr. Edward, I was like, did this guy named Edward, doctor with a sleeve tattoo, ask for your number recently? And she goes, ha, ha, yeah, why? She calls me and it's like my anonymous name. And I said, yeah, who is this? It was a girl from college who I was like friends with. And oh, my God. With. And I was like this is my boyfriend. Oh my God. And she was like, we were at Wilfie and Nell and his beer was in front of me. And I started talking to him. He asked for my number, but said he didn't have a phone. And his best, his friend next to him slid him a napkin and a pen. Stop. Mm -hmm. That makes it so much worse. I know. Like how, how are people supporting their friends in this behavior? I don't know. Oh my God. That's another thing you have to look at, like who their friends are. When you found that out, did you know who the friend was or was that unknown to you? Yeah, because I went out with him the next day. And the day that she asked for his number was the day of my sister's wedding. Oh my God. Like I was at my sister's wedding and he was freaking doing that. Oh my God. Like, did I have to be worrying about that at my sister's wedding? Like, Jesus. It's like the. And then he's like, that's not a fireball offense. He's like, I was in a bad position. Like, I didn't want to be mean and say no and blah, blah. I'm like, you say three words I have a girlfriend. Not that hard. Yep. And if you, if you can't do that, then just give the wrong fucking number. Yeah. Or, oh my God. or 
Don't put yourself in that position to begin with. I agree. But I guess it's harder for some people. Apparently. It's just... Like, yes, life goes on, but this was a very... I don't, I, again, like I kept giving up parts of myself, parts of my beliefs, parts of my morals for someone else's like adjustment to a relationship. Like that's not life. That's not. It changes you. And it's also tough because it's like, well, how, how did you get there? Like, how did you let that happen? And it's tough because it's not it's not your fault. You didn't like choose this. This was, this happened to you, you know, but at the same time, it's like, how do you move forward and not let this happen again? Exactly. And yeah, I I think think it's really great that you're like taking time off. I think that is so important. And that, you know, like you're allowing yourself the time to heal. You're allowing yourself the time to still process and also just like be yourself again. Like it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get back to being yourself and like rediscovering yourself. And it like, it makes me so happy to hear how much your friends love you and how they supported you. Like, for friends to come together and do what they did for you and really like have that intervention, like they love you and care for you so much. And that's something that is so special and meaningful. And as probably like scary and heartbreaking as that felt to walk into that room, it just goes to show like your friends at the end of the day, do have your best interest in mind and, I think it's important to hear them out when they see things that we can't see when we're in it. And I think even when I was at my lowest, like they made me feel like the luckiest girl alive because I have them. And they were like, you can't go back. They basically kept saying that they didn't want me to waste any more of my time that, you know, I was, I was so different even during the day. Like what I would think about, it was scary. Like, I never want to be in that position again. And I think that going forward, like I said, prioritizing someone's care, overall character, who they are, who they are at the core, like, and figure it out. Do you think you could have, like, what could you have done to figure that out with him? I think, so my mom said something funny. She said, don't let the whispers become screams. Wow. Shit. So I think, you know, when you like start to see little things, when you start to feel little things, like don't ignore it. I feel like your mom said some great pieces of advice that were dropped in the last episode too. (laughs) She tends to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And like when someone tells you who they are, listen, um, I regret going back with him from January. Like I should have ended it there Um, and then ended it again in April. And, you know, I think like I beat myself up for that, but maybe I did have to see it through. And I am, it is hard to have known that I spend so much time 
like on that, thinking about it, being with him. Um, it's, it's hard. And to think that he, he was kind of mad at me for like telling people what he did and like telling my friends that like, that's what made it not repairable. And that is just like the biggest gaslight. Yeah, that's he was crazy. a good gaslighter. Like he was a talent. He had a talent for gaslighting. Yep. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Goes without saying, but have to say it. Obviously, I mean. I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you that you're able to be here and, and talk about it in the way that you are. And it's obvious, like you've already grown so much from it, but it's not something that anyone should ever have to go through. No. And I just think it's hard to talk about going forward and, you know, who you're going to date and what you're going to do and, all that stuff. Um, but I see it. In, I honestly like see it in your relationship also where like you've been through shit in dating. Like you've been through so much bad just to get to good. And I think there comes a point where like you hit a breaking point where you're like, okay, I can't deal with pe- with shitty people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yes, there's attachment theories and anxious attachment. But I think everyone who deals with it and, you know, is forgiving and has that big heart towards others reaches their breaking point. Yeah. And it's a tough thing to realize and come to terms with. And I think like, it just has to happen. You just have to want more for yourself and look where you are now. Like, yeah, holy shit. Thank you. No, no, it is crazy. And I mean, even after like the worst thing that happened to me, like I still allowed myself to get into bad situations. I still allowed people to hurt me. Like I literally allowed people to hurt me. And that was really hard for me to, you know, accept and understand and realize that I could have prevented some of the pain. Like the way I said is I literally like broke my own heart multiple times, but I did get to a point where I built myself up. I built up my support system. I built up, you know, all these things about me that I really liked and and I really respected. And that was the point in which I was able to make a change and say, okay, I see these warning signs or like this thing is happening. Been there, done that, not going to go back. And this is not the right person. This is not the right situation. And I'm going to remove myself from it now because I know, I know what it's like to go down that road and I want to make a different turn this time. Exactly. My sister kind of went through the same thing. Um, she basically said, you know, I need to take a break and figure out what I want and what I want in a person. Yeah. And, you know, my mom always says like, you're choosing your children's father and mama anonymous no oh my god can i get her on the show love you but (laughs) you would thrive 
Like literally. We're making it happen. We're making it happen. (laughs) Stay tuned, you guys. (laughs) Stay tuned. She like, yeah, she's so good with advice, but she's so right. She's like, you're choosing the person you're walking next to into a parent teacher conference. Like, who do you want to show up with? Um, and it's so true. Like you can't make these mistakes for just yourself. Like, yes, you're making it for yourself, but you're also making it for other people. You're giving your siblings an in-law, like you're giving your parents a son-in-law. You're giving, you have to take other people into account as much as you want to be like selfish with love. Yeah. Yeah. I think even just like that in mind, there are so many people from my past that come to mind of like, oh, if I, if I just follow that, those people would not have made it past like the second date. <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you though. And this is something that I guess get asked often and I know my answer, but you know, you're a little bit out of this now. You're, you're on your road to like recovery and, and moving forward with life and, and building yourself back up. If you could go back in time and undo it all, would you? No. Why? Because I think that I would keep repeating my same old dating habits. And sometimes you just need to get slapped in the face. And I really hope that no one else gets slapped in the face, but I think I might have needed to. Um, Because at the end of the day, it was me who was making these decisions to go back. Um, And like you said, I broke my heart in that way. Um, And I think if I could tell, if I could give anyone advice, it would be, to not learn the hard way and to just protect yourself in that way. But also, um, you know, don't put, do everything you can not to put your heart in the wrong hands. Um, it's really hard. Yeah. Like looking back, I spent like Christmas and New Year's with him, but he spent Thanksgiving with someone else. Right. So it's, uh, weird thing and it's hard because people might hear that and be like well you didn't know that like how could you have known but I think the biggest thing and this is you know you know that the Facebook group like are we dating the same guy in New York and all those other places my thing about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) very entertaining but my thing about that is that if if you are questioning it if you are having doubts if you are anxious that the person you're dating is not being faithful, if you even have to think about posting in that group, then you're in the wrong relationship. Yeah. Because Take accountability you, for how yeah. you deserve to be with somebody and you should put yourself in, you leave situations with people where that make you question that you deserve to be with somebody where you feel safe and secure. And that's something that I didn't realize, you know, I would like accept the love that I was given and be like, well, at least I have them, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose them. Well, what if they're fucking literally sleeping with other people? Like, well, what if they're not would be my response, you know? Yeah. And it, it shouldn't feel that way with the right person. It's safe. It's secure. It's comfortable. You don't even have to question that for a second. And so I think like to anyone listening, if you have any of these gut feelings that anonymous mentioned that I've mentioned, you know, yeah. Don't let those whispers become screams. Like listen, yeah. listen and, to them. And you need to find someone who is, who you really think is like 
a great source of wisdom. Um, I like to go to people in like relationships that I really look up to or like just friends who I know have like a great mind um, and tell them what you're dealing with. And if they're, sometimes they can validate you and that feels good in itself. Um, yeah. It makes you feel less crazy. But I think it's also crazy how much cheating in general has become so common. Like I keep seeing these TikToks that are like things he was doing while cheating on me. And it's like them dancing and they're like, he sent me flowers and poems every Sunday and um, all this other stuff. And it's like, it happens to so many people and it shouldn't. Like, where did that come from? Is it oh just that like, no I was literally watching White Lotus last night and the two guys were having a conversation and one like cheats on his wife all the time. The other doesn't. He's like, you don't cheat. Like everyone does it. And I'm just like, yeah, you're like, stop me. talking about that. It's like, I don't know when it got to be. Yeah. Grossly like normalized for men, but like some men, I mean, I do believe right, that, that there are a yeah. lot of, good there are good there. people out there. Right. You just, you have to like take accountability for finding one. Yeah. Yeah. But stop normalizing it. in like the media on white Lotus, like let's. <laughs> don't worry. Wait, I haven't seen the next episode, but it sounds like it, it doesn't go well for the other one and he's not happy about it. So, <laughs> but, um, before I let you go again, thank you so much for being here. And I'm, so glad that you're getting yourself back and that you can already look back and like recognize what you've learned and how much you've grown. Best piece of dating advice you've ever received. Go. Oh gosh. Definitely for my mother. <laughs> um, oh gosh. And this, I thought this was my worst piece of dating advice, but her saying date some boring and I was like, I don't want to date someone boring. I want to date someone fun. And he's like, upbeat. And she was like, I don't mean boring personality-wise. Like, I mean someone who is steady and someone who is sweet and makes your life feel less chaotic, not boring, not yeah. more chaotic. Yeah, I agree. Thank you again to everyone who listened. Please, from the bottom of both of our hearts, send this episode to a friend who you think should hear it. If you think there is someone out there that would benefit from this episode, send it to them. And if your friends don't like the guy you're dating and they tell you you should probably break up with them, you probably should. Yep. They're probably <laughs> right. And they have your best interest in mind. They're, they don't want you to be unhappy. And you might think breaking up with this person might make you unhappy. No, that's not, that's not what they're trying to express nope. to you. Sometimes Trust your friends. you become blind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Seriously. Thank you guys so much for listening again. Anonymous. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, like I said, send this to a friend, share it on your story. If you loved it, give us a five-star rating and review. And if you have something that you want to share on unfiltered email, seeing other people podcast at gmail.com with your story, I'd love to have you on. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. 